You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good morning. How you doing? Welcome inside your Wednesday. It's not snowing right now, so that's good, I guess. Just cold. Yeah, it's just going to be disgustingly cold today. Welcome inside. It's The Big Show. With Rustic and Rose, George Rustic will be back tomorrow. My name is Matt Rose. Patty Dumas sits across from me. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Matty. In the other room, we have GVP and Alex Brody running the show today. Hi, boys. Hello, hello. What's going on? Living the dream. Yes, sir. Living the dream. We are live in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in the heart of downtown Calgary. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. On a Flames game day. Flames, a little bit of a roadie here. Uh, Off to warmer weather. Oh, just a little bit. uh, Down in Arizona. We'll find that temperature for you. To uh, play the home of the Sun Devils, Mullet Arena. You know what? It's actually pretty chilly today. Chilly for Tempe standards. Okay. It's 14 and rain. Okay. That makes me feel moderately better about the current situation we find ourselves here in right. lovely Calgary and Southern Alberta. But I did hear, I was watching a little bit of that Minnesota wild and LA Kings broadcast oh, yesterday. Oh yeah. I think they're expecting like 36 inches of snow over the next few days. Like how, where they are. Yeah. In yeah Minnesota. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the system that we just got is, is heading out there and mm-hmm. uh, Winnipeg's getting it. And Minnesota's going to get it too. So Yuck. and the cold. Yes, sure. and the cold. So the cold is here, um, but we'll dive into it. We got lots to talk about today. The Flames are on uh, a little bit of a roadie here. They'll all stop in Vegas tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, that's a big one, just because I think it's a little bit of a measuring stick game. I don't yeah. know if you look at the standings today and you say, if you get that win, I think it's that much easier to catch the Golden Knights. I don't know if that's mm. I don't know if that's the mentality to have. Definitely, I think it's a confidence block builder for sure. Like you're mm-hmm. playing a team that they right now they're first in the Pacific Division. Uh, we know what Vegas is doing right now. They're going to try. I mean, they a tough loss last night. Uh, doesn't really help their causes. They do get the point. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 we're gonna it's gonna be, you get that you always get that feeling going into Vegas. Like this is a team that, albeit while still young, they you know they they are maybe in that top NHL echelon of of clubs right now. And they're going to be in on, uh, on one of them big shiny objects come March 3rd, for sure. I really wanted Patrick Kane to score that goal. Yeah. That was the the slap shot at the end of the game yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't see it quite at the end. I didn't didn't watch that one, but, uh, Uh, so they go to overtime and there's a break, like right as time's running out and Kane has, he knows the timer's running out. So he uncorks a slap shot from, just above the hash marks, <laughs> and it beats the netminder uh, Brassois. Yeah, but it was probably a half second too late. Oh, but no. it was it was one of those things where he starts breaking away, and you're like, I don't know if he has time, yeah. and then he just uncorked a slap shot. No, he, he's but de- it wasn't enough. They had to go to a shootout. He definitely is like he saw that Tarasenko trade to the Rangers. Was like, oh my god, get me the heck out of here. He's been I, playing good, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't care games. where really. I think as long as he has a chance to to go and win a Stanley Cup. I, it doesn't matter if it's Edmonton, if it's Toronto, if it's Dallas. It won't he, be Toronto anymore, but uh, yeah. Dallas or Edmonton or something like that. But yeah, or Vegas even. So Vegas is an interesting one. Yeah, He did look pretty good playing against them yesterday. And he gets a, another chance at a possible future team tonight in Dallas. Here's the thing. I haven't 
um, been watching a ton of Blackhawks hockey this season. Mm. But every time you you do watch them, though, they yeah, he, he's sometimes a factor. I didn't think he was great when the Blackhawks like, came in through here yeah. through Calgary last time. No, but, he was um, definitely like this. He was. I think he was just coming out of an injury there. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, well, just like, yeah, he's been dealing with an injury yeah. all year. He's got this hip, right? Yeah, and I think that you know the thing we keep hearing is oh, it's hampering, it's hampering him. And then watching him yesterday, I was like, oh, you know. Or like, a couple does he of have points, the team? Yeah. Does he have the speed to keep up with a fast team? You know, like, like can he do Looked it? Pretty quick at the end of overtime yesterday, yeah. but I don't know. I'm intrigued to see if he does get moved. It doesn't sound like Taves is going to go anywhere no. now, unfortunately for him. And I guess you hope that we do just see him back in the exactly. NHL at some point, right? Yeah. So that's an interesting little uh, wrinkle here. But you can't look past today's opponent, Mm-mm. the Arizona Coyotes. Hell no. Game day, 7.30 start. Yeah. Patty and Lou will have your Flames pregame coming up at 6.30. Flames talk with Pat and his uh, rotating band of co-hosts will be going at uh, 4 Mm -hmm. Mm o'clock. Plus, uh, we got afternoon hockey on the station today. We'll dive into that a little bit later on, too. The Calgary Hitman in action for the uh, TELUS Be Brave anti-bullying game. But here's the things about the Arizona Coyotes. So Flames have had some recent success against this opponent 6-0 6-0 and in their last six matchups against the Coyotes, outscoring mm-hmm. them 28-11. to But the problem is, the Coyotes enter this game as one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Which you might say, pardon? 5-0-4 <laughs> in their last nine games. Um, they have won five straight games at Mullet, or four straight games at Mullet Arena. They're looking for their fifth straight win for the first time since 2019. Like they're beating some good teams in this run. They beat the the Lightning here. Yep. Um, yeah, they've played quite well over the last little bit. So this is another one that, as much as you want to say, "Hey, figure it out," you can't look past this this opponent. They have a loss to the Ducks, and they can score. That was their last loss in regulation. Was a loss to the Ducks. Yeah, they've beat the Blues. They've beat the Wild. They've beat the Predators, the Lightning, and the Blue Jackets in this nine-game point streak. Listen, it's not murderer's row. No. But still got it done. We'll see if the Flames can create anything on the power play. The Coyotes' kill has been dynamite lately as well. Um, there's a whole bunch of numbers that we can dive into as the as the show goes on here as well. Uh, Tyler Toffoli playing quite well. Jonathan Huberto. We got the stat pack yesterday from mm-hmm. our friends over at Sportsnet Stats, and there's a lot of Jonathan Huberto in there, as there typically is. But um, there was a new graph in there. <laughs> so Huberto has 25 games that he's gone without a point this season. Oh. Last year, by this point, he had 18 multi-point games, Jeez. and he'd only gone 10 games without a point. He's He has seen a historic drop-off from year to year. We've known that the last, you know, 115 points last year, he's on pace for about half of that, basically. Um, Since the 1967-68 season, only two players have seen bigger declines year over year in their point per game. Huberto is down 0.74 points per game from 1.44 last year to 0.7 this season. Charlie Simmer had a 0.84 point per game drop from the 1980-81 season to the 81-82 season while he was a member of the Kings. Brian Trottier had a 0.76 point per game drop off from 
the 83-84 season to the 84-85 season when Trottier was playing with the Islanders, and they were just coming off losing in a Stanley Cup year to year there. Uh, Simmer did get back to a point-per-game pace in his next four healthy seasons, but he did never get back to 100 points again. Yeah. Trotsky had three more point per game seasons after his significant drop off. Maybe take that as a grain of salt. I don't know. It, it was forty five years ago, forty years ago, forty five years ago. Um, the guys are kind of near the end of their careers. They weren't at that point. Oh, they weren't. They were like twenty six going to twenty seven oh. and twenty seven going to twenty eight. Wow. Okay. Now the, the grain of salt here is the prime of the career is completely different because we're forty years down the road. Yeah, and things have completely changed. But. I think the overarching point there that if you're being an optimist is the other guys had several seasons where they were able to bounce back. Mm. Now, granted, it was only three or four seasons and Jonathan Huberto was signed for eight more seasons. So there's that if you're being the pessimist. But a number to think about. Mm. A little something to throw your way. So we'll uh, dive into a whole bunch more numbers and stuff as the show progresses as well. Uh, text line question today. We didn't do this yesterday, so I wanted to get the text line back involved. 960-960. The Flames are down in Arizona. They're playing at the home of the Sun Devils and the Coyotes. Mullet Arena at lovely Arizona State University. Perhaps the team today is time to take in a little bit of learning. <laughs> so sit in cl- on a class? Yeah. Sit in. Do a little... Uh, just check it out. So the question for the text line at 960960 is going to be this. What would you like to see the Flames learn while they're down at ASU? <laughs> if there was a class maybe that they could take, what would that class be? Would it be... Hmm. I don't know what the class would be. I'm trying to think of it, but something along the lines of finishing... Mm. Uh, I don't need to tell you, but the Flames have a lot of one-goal games. 34, which is seven more than anybody else. Almost 60% of the Flames games have been one-goal contests. The Avalanche and the Hurricanes are just under 50%. So maybe finishing, because if you get that extra one goal a game, maybe we're talking about a very different group. So that was an idea I had. Okay. Uh, Is there maybe a a leadership course that the group could take? Because, of course... Took a leadership course at State. You did. Yeah, they forced us. What did you learn? Well, it was it was it, they called it leadership, but like I remember the first half of it was a lot of it, a lot of philosophy in it. Like mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of air in there, and it's just like, why are we doing this for media? But I guess it worked out. You didn't take a lot from that. I don't really. Do you remember feel like a better leader? No, I don't remember much of it. It was, <laughs> it was like the first half of like the first year, so it's like it was like the way at the start. You're like. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah, I think I got it out of the way early, but like, yeah. I don't think we had to do that at Mount Royal, but then again, yeah. it was all a bit of a blur. There wasn't really any like media connection to it either way. Yeah, we talked to Jason Bukla yesterday. We asked him if the team needed a captain. I think that they feel um, the lack of a genuine, outspoken team representative slash leader. So I guess my <laughs> answer is yes. And that was um, after a very long pause and a bit of a. Yeah. Poof. Um, good question. Good question. Great chat with Jason yesterday. Uh, make sure you grab the podcast. Not during the show, of course, but you can grab it later. <laughs> Hourly podcasts are available for every show on demand. Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, subscribe and rate the show. We really appreciate it. But that was something from Jason yesterday. So that was a couple of ideas that I had. 
Okay. A couple of classes that maybe you could take in uh, down at uh, ASU, little uh, Sun Devil learning. Now, I don't know, you know, is ASU a renowned school to learn from? Uh, 121st best public university in the United States. 121st. Well, that's incredibly average. Yeah, 76th best best college for veterans, 18th best for undergraduate teaching. Oh, okay. Great. Excellent. And it's number one for most innovative. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. All right. So there you go. I'm looking for the text line to also be very innovative with the topic today. Because this is, what, this is what we're looking at. Flames have, what, four more, five more games before the trade deadline here? Yeah. Time to make hay. Yeah, and it's it's got to go now because Minnesota's winning games now. You've now got four points between yourselves and them in the wild card. It's, it's almost like a must win tonight, I would think, just to try and get yourself, get that confidence back, get those two points because Minnesota doesn't seem like they're going to be slowing down. And then... You got those two games with the Wild still coming up. But again, after the deadline, what is the club even going to be like after that deadline? Is it still going to be the win one up, lose one, the roller coaster? Because if they're roller coastering after that uh, that final game, I believe it's against Toronto. Yeah. If it's still like a win, they win tonight, they lose tomorrow, win against Colorado, lose against Boston. If it's still that, you know, like the back and forth, like they're the probably yo-yo. still going to be out of a playoff spot. I mean, yeah, you could probably maybe find a little depth piece, but for for what? What are you doing? Well, because and- whatever you bring in on this old roller coaster is not going to magically click. Going, oh, we can score again. We can figure all these things out. I know a lot can go wrong without the teams getting hurt, but I don't know. It just feels like if this if this five game stretch isn't like a four and one type thing, it's just going to be a. You know. uh- Frank, Frank Suravali will join us tomorrow. He was on uh, our yeah. station yesterday chatting with Pat and um, doesn't believe that there's going to be a whole lot of uh, big moves coming from the Flames as we kind of move into to, uh, the rest of the trade deadline and, and just things ahead. But I almost prefer it that way. Yeah. I'd rather they don't spend a whole bunch of assets with the way things are trending right now, because here's the thing. Like you mentioned, if this team does manage to get hot, outstanding, they'll probably find themselves in the playoffs because they've managed to hang around. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, Minnesota does win yesterday, so now they've got a four-point gap on the Flames, and it's now up to seven points to to catch a Pacific Division rival. But this is a team that has not been able to get hot at least once this year. They haven't really gone on any big streaks as... Uh, I believe it was Michael Backlund who talked about that after the most recent loss to Philadelphia. And as far as must-wins, I think they've been must-wins since it came out of the All-Star break. Yeah. Yeah. And haven't necessarily seen it, so now the question is... Like, the first game out of the All-Star break was we, we was that Rangers game, and we the, the feeling around here was, wow, where was that for the previous 50... 50- contest you know where was that fight where was that was it the rangers that needed to draw it out of you just because the way the rangers play and they've been on a on a wagon of late but like do you need teams to draw you into that stuff for you to get excited it feels like it and it should because they cannot create their own chaos they cannot create their own uh calamity when it comes to a game and trying to make things fun for themselves 
it does feel like it's a slog. It's a slog out there. Yeah. It shouldn't be this way. It's, yeah. It, I know that you can't just. Uh, For a team that went up. in with the, the, the expectations that they had and with them, you know, putting, you know, oh, we got to repair this quick. We got to repair this quick. I get that at the point. You want to keep relevancy. You want to keep in their playoff hunt after that great regular season you had a year ago. You know, just, you know, the pieces didn't work right now. They didn't fit. Yeah, you jammed them in when it wasn't uh, when they weren't uh, correctly manufactured for the the structure of the flames. Right now, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, the one thing that I will never do down the road is um, expect anything from a team after they perform huge changes like they had to. Yeah, like we see teams tinker in the off season mm-hmm. and have success, but this is a group that switched out two of their top three if not top six pieces, plus a key part of their blue line. And the way I look at it now is, hey, were the expectations maybe a little too lofty for this group? Don't get me wrong. The season has been a disappointment, no matter how high the expectations were. Mm -hmm. I think even if you had tempered them a little bit, you'd still be disappointed with the year that it's been. Vegas thought they were co-favorites to win the Stanley Cup. A lot of people thought this team was right, poised to win the division. Yeah. And I don't know, until a month ago, it didn't look like it was totally out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. It never really looked like it was going to be a sure thing. Never for sure did mm-hmm. it look like a sure thing, but there were at least moments where you felt, hey, maybe they'll be able to do it. And I think it's more falling like if the goaltending wasn't so off like it has been mm-hmm. and it and it, it was it was like we were, we were like, like it's almost tiring to just look at the same things over and over and say the, hey this is the problem you haven't been getting enough goals and you haven't been getting enough goaltending it's the simple simple things in this game you need saves and you need goals but it's like it's it feels like well now it seems like markstrom might be the guy the rest of the way the way they seem to be going here dan Vladar hasn't played that much better either no exactly that's what i'm saying like vladar has maybe fallen down that hill a bit in the last couple of weeks coming out of that all-star game as well. He's not that guy that you can be like, oh, he's, you know, his, his, we're talking about his, what, 13-game point streak he was on. Yeah, I don't really have faith in either of them right now. No. And uh, you can point to the guys in front, the six in front of them, that aren't doing a nearly enough good enough job. Mm. And now they've got more injuries to there. Michael Stone now goes on injured reserve. The Walker Dewar. Walker Dewar, yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Shillington's not walking and going to walk through that door. No, it Rasmus like Anderson's it. not well. We don't think. Tanev, <laughs> you guys never feeling right. Still battling. Yep. It's you know when you guys like you were getting. I feel like I, I all respect to Dennis Gilbert. I don't want to feel excited about Dennis Gilbert in Game Fifty Seven like I was on Monday because. That was not seen throughout that entire year. Like, wow, where has this been? Like, Luch will drop it every so often. You'll get the big hit. But that is not uh, nearly enough what you need to see. And Dennis Gilbert brought up, I should not be that excited for number 48 coming up here. And, and, and I love Dennis Gilbert, for sure. But I, we shouldn't be that excited for that. Oilers had to come from behind victory over the Flyers yesterday. <laughs> they sure did. They got two guys that can motor themselves through. Yep. Um, whereas the Flames uh, still looking for their first come-from-behind victory in the third period oh. this season after losing to the Flyers back on Monday. Uh, lots of hockey on the station today. Yeah. 
the Calgary Hitmen take on the Winnipeg Ice at 11 a.m. We're going to bring this one to you. Uh, no pregame. We'll go from 11 until 2 o'clock. Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick will have the call. I'll be hosting your intermissions and your postgame show. It is the Tell Us Be Brave hashtag end bullying game, which uh, I believe it's the fifth annual that they're doing yep. down at the Dome today. Uh, where they have a whole bunch of students and their teachers mm-hmm. and they have a whole bunch of speakers and um, just teach the kids about the importance of kind of caring for each other and yep. uh, ending bullying. So really looking forward to this. It's always a fun game. It's always a loud game. <laughs> I can imagine. With a little bit of a different pitch than the yeah. saddle dome. Yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless. So that's going to go at 11 a.m. Before we get there, we got a great show for you. Brent Monson, he's the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. of the Stampeders, is going to stop by. They've made a few changes uh, to their defense. We're going to get into that. That's going to be around 7.30. Uh, training camp's not for a little while here, but free mm-hmm. agency has been open for a little bit, and uh, there has been some changes. So we'll chat with Brent for just a little bit, see what his offseason's been like. Chat with Ben Wagner down in Dunedin. Things getting underway for uh, the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. In full force. Looking forward to that just after 8 o'clock. And then we'll get the latest on the Coyotes. Nine-game point streak. What's the deal? We'll ask Craig Morgan that uh, just after 8.30 as well. Uh, and we got a jam-packed uh, station, really, all day long. Mentioned the Flames. 7.30 puck drop. Pre-game will go at 6.30 a little bit later on. Uh, I did want to touch on this as well ah. just yesterday. Uh, and I got you guys to do it, too. And... I think I've been talking a little bit too much about this, but it interests me a lot, so that's too bad. <laughs> but um, the Live Golf Series has their very first tournament this weekend. They go down in Mayacoba. Oh, Mexico. Down in Mexico. And um, if you don't know how Live works, it's golf, but it's on teams. They have team captains who are kind of like the most notable players. Mm. There's 12 teams. They'll be on teams all year long. Got logos. Yeah, they got logos. They've got mantras and kind of like team. I can't wait till them to get mottos. mascots. They're gonna get mascots. Probably the I'm herd sure goats. They're gonna get their own, the range goats. The range goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's an easy one, right? Yeah, yeah they're gonna get totally. So they've been kind of dropping little things over the last couple of weeks as they prepare for their season to begin, trying yeah. to build a little bit of hype, but it's not really building a whole ton of hype. <laughs> but nevertheless, they're doing their best. Um, they announced the team captains, they announced the teams, and yesterday they dropped their team picker tool. Yeah. So you can go to the Live website and you can uh, open up this team picker, and it's um, hmm, real basic quiz. It's the same type of stuff like all of their promotion has been. It's super hokey. Um, I believe the, the first question is... Um, what motivates you? What motivates you to win? And your options are teamwork, winning, fun, and improvement. And improvement. And from there on, it asks you questions like your favorite color, got what your spirit animal is. Um, there's one question about golf in there as well. Yeah, which shot gets you out of your seat? The <laughs> yeah. booming drive, the pin seeker, the spectacular save, yes. or the unmakeable putt? It's um, It's a lot of fun, trust me. Uh, I did it yesterday, got the range goats. Really excited to tell George yesterday that I'm going to be on Team Bubba Watson. And I'm excited to see what Team George gets when he rejoins the program tomorrow. Uh, I got my better half to do it yesterday. She got uh, Louis Oosthuizen's Stingers. And then I got all you boys to do it today, and you all got the same damn thing. Yeah, I just randomly did it, got the Rippers. The Rippers, yeah. Yeah. But you guys all got the Aces. We all got Aces. Dustin Johnson, 
Pat Perez, like, Patrick like, Reed. You can always kind of tell. like Which one a- of you guys is the Patrick Reed of the Aces? And why is it GVP? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Come on. Don't give me P. Reed slander. <laughs> <laughs> He's tall. He's DJ. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but you've got like the beard. Yes. Yeah, DJ's been rocking the beard of yeah, late. I don't, I don't got Paulina either, though. So. Well, well, GVP is pretty close. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend that you go and uh, check it out if you're looking for a little uh, way to kill some time and find out who you're going to be cheering for. Um, a lot of discourse as far as uh, the live <laughs> field being better than the PGA field this week. Like, yeah, like that's, Cam, like, that's Cam, like, like Cam Smith is just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Rippers. He's like, <laughs> Drive for show, putt for dough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Live golf. Best of I luck mean, to them. Good for them on the teams. Bubba's, Bubba <laughs> Watson's so, kid. It's loves so him. lame. Like, that's the only word that i have to describe some of the i'll have a, i'll have a non-golf lame golf note in the morning report. non-lame yes all right i think it'll get you at the seat okay now i'm excited yeah well let's not waste any time <laughs> uh morning report coming at you next we got a great show Brent monson ben wagner and craig morgan all going to join us as the day goes on uh that's as we continue on the big show sports at 960 the fan Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Welcome back to the show. We're live in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Wet basement. We have a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They are all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. This is the big show. Russick and Rose. Russick will be back tomorrow. My name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. GVP and Alex Brody are in the other room. I got Alex listening to the new Skrillex album. Very good. Oh, yeah? The new two, two new Skrillex albums. Ooh, pretty good. They're pretty good. I've enjoyed listening to them the last couple days. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, Patty's got everything that's happened in the world of sports and everything that's about to happen in the world of sports. It's inside the morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Yeah, it's a Calgary Flames game day. Club sets off on a three-game road trip beginning tonight with their First ever trip to the Mullet Arena to take on the Arizona Coyotes, who are playing themselves faster out of the Bedard sweepstakes than Wiley Coyote or Roadrunner outrunning Wiley Coyote. Uh, Flames are currently on the outside nice. looking Very in. Good. Yeah, now four points out with five games left, or including tonight before the trade deadline. Our NHL insider Frank Saravalli believes the club is still in a wait and see mode. I think they're still in this wait and see mode and and to be honest i think so much of what they may be active in is is dependent on price it is you know they're monitoring everything they're trying to understand uh where they were at and they're uh they're moving forward based on what they think they might be able to add in a reasonable way uh to try and give this team a boost 
I don't get any sense, Pat, that they're looking to take a big swing because of how topsy-turvy this season has been. Mm-hmm. But that's where they're at right now. Yeah, at audio courtesy of Flames Talk yesterday with Pat Steinberg. So, Matt, I ask you to put on your wizard hat and look into oh. the uh, crystal ball. Okay. Uh, where do you see the Flames in five days, knowing or in ten days, knowing uh, this uh, their team play and the schedule? I don't think they do very much. You know, it was a name that was in that uh, Jason Bukula piece that we talked about at nauseum yesterday that intrigued me. Okay. Was Adam Henrique. All I know right. it's a forward and it doesn't necessarily solve a lot of your problems, but he's having a good year. He can play on the wing. He can take key draws for you. He can play in every situation. And he signed for one more year after this. So that would be maybe a guy that I'm intrigued by. But uh, at the same time, I don't know if the fit is proper. I don't know. It's It just feels like... It feels like we're going back do? to the Schlemcat days. Yeah, it just feels like adding for the sake of adding. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty minor, uh, if anything at all. I I don't know. I don't see this week dropping off a cliff and they try and sell anything. It's not like they've got a whole bunch of great UFAs they could try and move out. Because I know there was the, there's like Toffoli's a pot. If they do fall out here, Toffoli's got a, a name that's a year left on his deal. And he's having an outstanding, an outstanding season. Outstanding season. That's probably a first for somebody. But you could try and recoup some of the assets that you yeah, traded to get them. That's an option if they do fall out here. And then obviously there's the. There was the Uyghur rumors from a while back. I don't want to get into too much into that, but it just it does feel like this team is just going to be a wait and see. It is wait and see, and it's going to be not much, I don't think. This isn't the year with all the UFAs. It's yeah. next year when mm-hmm. Michael Backlund's a UFA, Elias Lindholm is a UFA, Tyler Toffoli is a UFA, Noah Hannafin, Christopher Tanev, Nikita Zadorov. All these guys are going to market after next season if they don't get re-signed, of course. Yeah, well, uh, the run, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you got uh, the season. It probably comes out a lot tonight. Got to get the two points tonight as they're down in the Grand Canyon State. Our coverage starts at 6.30 with Flames warm-up. Puck drop a little bit after 7.30 right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Michael Stone, goes on IR. Club called up Walker Dewar from the Wranglers. Vladar Markstrom, first half of back-to-back. Who do you think? Ah, oh, man. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Flip a coin. Yeah. Probably Jacob Markstrom, but maybe Dan Vladar. Yeah, it's doesn't matter. It's the it, it doesn't matter. Just get the win. Uh to the NHL, uh lots of action to get to. Busy schedule. We'll start with the most important game of the night for the Flames, and that's the Minnesota Wild hosting the Los Angeles Kings. Wild entering action last night, two points up on Calgary with a game in hand. Let's pick this one up late in the third. Mini holding on to a one-nothing lead. Hartman. Darting up ice the other way, right circle, toe drag, move a shot. He scores! Oh, Ryan Hartman ripped one, his second of the night. Uh, before that goal actually happened, Victor Arvidsson was going in, and he absolutely wires the puck high and wide, mm. goes around the boards, Oops. right to Ryan Hartman's stick, who then skates in for his second of the game. Wild go up 2-0. Anzi Kopitar would make uh, get one real late to ruin the Gustafson shutout. But the Wild get a massive two points. Now on 67, four clear of the Flames. Two massive games with the Wild coming up after the deadline. March 4th, Hockey Night in Canada at the Dome. And then on March 7th in St. Paul. Calgary won the first meeting 5-3 back in December. Think those two might matter? We'll see in 10 days. Yeah, we will. Man, the... And the Wild are an interesting team. That, that a week ago, when thing. I talked to the I, game ended in regulation. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, 
That is key. Like the LA didn't get a point there, so you kind of keep them in a in a race there. If you kind of think you're still in a Pacific Division hunt here, but I'm thinking it's more like wild card for the Calgary Flames. Well, mm. we'll see. Uh, Leafs and Sabers uh, with the building filled with pretty much all Leaf fans. Yes, uh, to see Ryan O'Reilly in his second game with the Buds playing against his former team probably couldn't ask for a better start in this one for Ryan or the Leafs. Leafs, Tavares, and across the line, in for Marner. Marner swings it in front. O'Reilly scores! Ryan O'Postrophe Riley gets his first in a Leaf uniform. Ryan O'Reilly, the Clinton, Ontario native, gets his first in a Leaf uniform, and he's got another chance in for a goal. Never mind one. O'Postrophe Riley has two. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, good for Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> Ryan O apostrophe Riley. No, not every time. <laughs> every time. Not every time. Did he do it on the? I don't know if he did it on the empty net. Did he goal. do it on the empty netter? The hat trick too. We're gonna find out we later. We gotta find out. Can uh, someone pull that for us? We, we can find out in a see moment see here. We can find it. Just throw someone it in, in the other room. Come on, I'll play it later. Uh, shifting John Tavares to the wing was a damn fine move, Sheldon Keith. Uh, JT would score a few minutes later to make it 3-0. O'Reilly with an assist on that one. Mitch Marner also with an assist on the first three Toronto goals. Leafs cruise from there. ROR would get his third into an empty net. Four points for O'Reilly, four for Tavares, and five assists for Mitch Marner, the most ever by a Leafs forward on the road. Four goals in the opening 12 minutes and nine seconds for the Maple Leafs as they just, their fans took over the stands <laughs> and the Leafs came in and they absolutely took over on the ice. As uh, this one, not particularly close. You really do wonder what this Ryan O'Reilly bump is going to oh. do for the Leafs. Like, I was thinking about this yesterday. Ryan O'Reilly is a guy that, you know, everyone was talking about, oh, when he was in Buffalo, yeah. he had that comment where he lost the passion and he thought about quitting and then he got traded and and he had the rejuvenated career. Mm. Like, this has happened everywhere he's gone, right? Yeah. Like, this happened in Colorado. Yeah. He was there for a few years. Wears out the welcome a little bit. And then he went to Buffalo. Maybe not so much worn out the welcome in St. Louis. That was kind of injuries. Team wasn't playing well. He's a free agent. But yeah, but I get even you. then, it yeah. felt like he was like, meh, I yeah. didn't really. Yeah, okay. He was like pretty indifferent. And now he's gone to Toronto and he's got that passion back. He's got that vigor back in his game. And for a guy that plays better at this time of year and in the postseason, it's a perfect fit for a team that needs that yeah. type of guy, man. So now what? Is he going to like spend like three solid seasons in Toronto and then he'll just up and go somewhere else? Or I don't know if I they wonder, resign I him. I, but like, they, I don't know how they can. But, but it's, yeah, I mean, if, if it gets them out of the first round, I think that's a win. <laughs> they had to do 75% cap retention on this guy, and I don't think he's getting that much of a pay cut. So It's like 1.8 mil he's getting from Toronto in the end here. So I, Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Leafs win 6-3 as they uh, as they try and keep themselves and get that. Yeah, we mentioned that. Does home ice, you want Toronto to have home ice, or do you want a possible Game 7 down in Tampa Bay? You know, like. Was it Jason that we talked to yesterday? I was Wish. Said, yeah, it was Wyshynski. Yeah. He said, yeah, he still thinks home ice is important for him. I don't know. I'm I'm really, I, I him and my haw uh, when I go back and forth on that type of stuff. Um, One more. Might, uh, well, not one more. Got uh, this one. Ryan O'Reilly's in at $1.875 million. Yeah, yeah. $1.875. <laughs> to have players second line center. 
He's a third line center, really, but he's like, nope, you're going to play here. We'll shift, we'll shift Tavares over to the wing, who's having his probably best season as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah. Good team. Uh, might have watched this one on Sportsnet West. Uh, it was the Oilers returning home. They lost three in a row, but were able to gain a point uh, in all three of those contests. They were uh, taking on the Flyers, who had just beaten the Flames on Monday afternoon as they were putting the final stop on the final stop in there on their Western road trip. Uh, let's pick this one up in the third period. Tied at two. O'Connor. Puck back to the left wing point. Kulak will rip a shot. Doesn't get through. It gets into the slot area. Now side of the net. Scores! Connor McDavid banked it off of somebody in front of the net. The Oilers have a 3-2 lead. Yeah, 43rd goal. I don't know. You saw that spin he did between the Flyers defenders. No, oh, it's so just greasy. He's, he would get a goal, empty netter, cap off a three-point third period. 105 points in 58 games so far this season, and only the fifth fastest player to 800 career points. Dreisaitl also, I believe, one of the sixth or seventh fastest to get to 700 last night. Edmonton now level with Seattle for third. In the Pacific at 70 points. I think RNH was like two points away from five or 600 or Jeez. something like that, too. Like it was almost a huge night. Connor McDavid became the sixth player in NHL history to reach both the 700 and 800 point milestones within the same season. Oh my God. Because, you know, he's got 100 points already. We got 700 in like game four this year. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> my God. Yeah, he's having a fine year. Yeah. Uh, average at best. Average at best. Uh, Patrick Kane's farewell tour in full swing? Maybe. Uh, playing against his future teammates in Vegas? Perhaps. Maybe. Golden Knights down to uh, down Aiden Hill now, but they return Laurent Brassois, making his first start of the 2022-23 season. Both clubs will trade goals. Uh, no scoring in the third or overtime. This one needed a shootout. Carries over the Vegas line for the win. Rolling to the net. Shoots. He scores! Tyler Johnson with the game-winning shootout marker. Yeah, man. Tyler Johnson tied it in the second and then wins it in the shootout. Chicago wins a third straight and now is past Anaheim. That's not what you're supposed to do. Vegas gets a point. Too clear now of L.A. for first in the Pacific with a game in hand. Of course, the Flames will be their opponent on Thursday. You're going to have uh, Gary Bettman just sitting there. Yeah, parody. Yeah, yeah there's this. the parody. Love it. Gross. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Capitals hosting the Red Wings. Huge game in the Eastern Conference wildcard race. Wings just four points back of the final wildcard spot. Capitals playing bad hockey of late. Four straight losses, and they've loved their stadium series jersey so much they thought they'd share it with the home crowd. Still in the first, Detroit looking for more. Now the Wings come back to on one. Pew Suter over the blue line with Sundquist. Suter with a shot. He scores! A short-handed goal gives Detroit a 2 to nothing lead. And Suter with another goal for the Red Wings. Great hockey from Pew Suter of late. He added a second one late to make it 3-1. Five goals in five games. Red Wings win 3-1. Now just two points out of that final Eastern wildcard spot with four games in hand. I know Wish said he likes the Sabres to get into that Eastern Conference wildcard spot, but you know what? Sabres haven't been great that late of late. They've been hot and cold. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Detroit, man. They couldn't be the team that ends up in this wildcard spot. Now, got to sign Dylan Larkin and not trade Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of things that are up in the air for this Red Wings team. 
I, I think still know. wait and see. I think we're still like, like if the deadline was this Friday, it'd be like, oh, well, they're going in. But uh, we've still got a week here. I think they still want to be in our wait and see. But if they have to continue this good, I don't think they'd trade Tyler Bertuzzi, even though they would probably get a ton. This is the type of thing where I don't... It's, it's so hard to... Because you've wanted to play in competitive games for so long. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't think Tyler Bertuzzi's coming back. So I think I would probably be okay with you know, crossing that bridge mm. at this deadline. Larkin is going to be a lot harder to do. And I think that you have a lot more interest in trying to uh, retain him and, mm-hmm. and make this work in Detroit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Detroit. But they're playing some damn good hockey. Really excited to watch the Detroit Red Wings come out of, uh, of a really, really dark rebuild for them. First of their kind uh, in their team history, at least in the modern era. Uh, Hurricanes hosting the Blues. St. Louis entering the Timo Meyer sweepstakes. And why not? If you've got the picks, do it. Uh, they're thinking more next year anyways. But Carolina might be the front runner here for Timo Meyer. And they got their eyes set on a bigger prize, of course. And that's the Stanley Cup. They're a wagon. Andre Shvechnikov with two goals and assists as the Canes cruise to a 4-1 win. Four wins in a row. 9-1 and in their last 10. Yeah, and Andrei Svechnikov is playing some really good hockey right now. Uh, 20 goal mark for the fourth time in five NHL seasons. is He's shown that's something that he can really do, put the puck in the net. And, like, on that team, they've just got so many guys that mm-hmm. any given night could go off and fill up the stat sheet, whether it's Svech, whether it's Aho, whether it's Natchez, or any one of the other veterans on that roster. Yeah, like Paul Stasny opened the scoring in the stadium series. I forgot Paul Stasny was even there. Good for Eric Stahl. Yeah, Eric Stahl, Jordan well, Stahl. Uh, Jordan like, Stahl, or Mark Eric, Stahl. Eric's in Florida. Yeah. Jordan and Mark are both yeah. on the team. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome to see. Upset City in uh, Newark. The Devils uh, riding high, uh, trying to keep the Rangers off their backs. But the Habs, they put up a fight every so often. And last night was one of those nights. Nick Suzuki with an appoint and an assist. Uh, 5-2 Le Habitant. 37 saves from Samuel Montembeau. Fun one in Music City. Canucks and Preds still wondering what the Preds will do here in the next week or so. Uh, they do have some pieces that could be attractive for some teams if David Poyle does decide to tear this thing down. But it's tough when you got, got a guy like UC Saros in net. 36 saves in regulation and made a big one on Elias Pettersson in the shootout as Nashville wins 5-4. Uh, my favorite thing uh, when a team scores a lot of goals uh-huh. is when every goal is scored by a different player. Oh, sure. And that's exactly what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Six goals, six different players as they roll 6-1 over the Anaheim Ducks. Team win. Team win, and that's what the Lightning do better than probably anybody in this league. <laughs> uh, let's take a, a look at the Pacific and wildcard standings in the Pacific. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have 57 games played, currently at 73 points. LA, uh, they have 58 games played, two points back of them uh, with uh, no without a game in hand. And Seattle, they, are, uh, they have a game in hand on LA and just a point back. In the wildcard standings, Edmonton tied with Seattle for that third spot in the Pacific Division, but in the first wildcard spot because they have a less one game or they have one more game played. They're at 70 points. Minnesota Wild are in the final wildcard spot with 57 games played and currently at 67 points. The Flames, first team on the outside looking in, 57 games played, 63 points, and uh, still throw the Nashville Predators in there. They're uh, 55 games played. They do have some games in hand and are currently at 60 points. Yeah. Um, you don't love looking at these standings. Every day they look a little bit worse. Yesterday Kittle, was not a good day for um, couple days for the playoff great. race for uh, Calgary. Minnesota getting a win. Edmonton got a win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not great. Really kind of hoped for L.A. in that game yesterday, but that's not the way she went. 
Uh, just three games tonight. Uh, doubleheader on Sportsnet, the latter being the Flames and Yodis. But the Jets will wrap up their road trip on Long Island at 5 o'clock on Sportsnet West. Uh, the other game also goes at 7.30 as the Stars host the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, could be getting a look at another future teammate there in Patrick Kane. <laughs> That's Central Division race. That's going to be a fun one to watch down the stretch here between Dallas, Winnipeg, and Colorado, I think. Because Colorado, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to get to news here with, with Kale McCarr. It's just not, you know, like with with, with the Central like Colorado there, they're getting Landeskog back. I'm yeah, looking. if I was Dallas or Winnipeg, I don't feel safe at all. No, no, no. like Not full, even remotely. Colorado five They've points back. They've won three in a row. Games in hand on both of them. Yeah, they got two games in hand. They've won three in a row. They've lost Kale McCarr now again. But apart from that, this team is going to be a problem for a lot of people. And if you're the Flames, you're saying, hey, please don't pass Dallas or Winnipeg. Because right now, if best case scenario, <laughs> we're probably getting into the eighth seed. Yeah. And I did not want to go up against a top seed in the West. No, no, no. So, yeah, some NHL news from yesterday happened during our show late yesterday, but the Avs uh, defenseman Kale McCarr suffered a second concussion in 11 days. Uh, obviously going to miss some time. You know, you don't want this to boil into like a two situation where you're just, you know, oh, he's fine, he's fine. The NHL knows they got to do better with concussions here. Yeah, I am. I... <sighs> There's so many things on this that you just... They're question marks still, like, right? In, like in, in hockey, why does it feel like a concussion is fine in, in a few days? Why does it feel like, oh yeah, you're okay, you miss a couple, you're back? Yeah, you play less in, in football. It's at once every week. You're playing three times a week here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed a couple games, got a got a concussion. It's fine. I don't know. It it does feel like there should be like a, a minimum time to sit out. But then again, you just I don't I don't see it happening, right? Mm-hmm. Because much as I feel like that might be the proper thing to do, I don't see a way yeah, in Bat- which we get there. We know how Batman has talked about concussions in the past. He's not not big on them. Doesn't talk about them a lot. Yeah. Doesn't really want to allude that they are happening in this game. Yeah, because then there's culpability. But, yeah, and then there's there's negative noise. You have Dr. Christopher Nowitzki now coming after the NHL. Yeah, it's not good, man. Like, and You just hope the best for Kale McCarr. Yeah. And that he'll be able to get back for sooner sure. rather than later. For sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we wish all the best Back for Kill McCarthy. healthy. Yes. Uh, local game day for a couple of our uh, our clubs here. We'll start with the Calgary Hitmen. Only one win in their last 11. They welcome the CHL's number one team in the Winnipeg Ice to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome this, uh, this morning. Uh, it's the Tellus Be Brave game to end bull- and bullying. Uh, hopefully the weather doesn't deter too many people from going to the game where, you know, kids fill the place from around the area schools, their teachers as well, uh, to enjoy a Hitman game. Uh, this is also coinciding with uh, Pink Shirt Day. Uh, Maddie, you'll have the intermission coverage and post game coming up at 11. Care to do a little scene set? Yeah, it's going to be fun. The Hitman, uh, well, they need the points, first off. Uh, the Winnipeg Ice are a wagon of a team mm-hmm. featuring the ninth and 11th overall picks from the 2022 NHL yeah, draft. Probably a top five pick this year. Matt Savoy and Connor Geeky, another top five pick in Zach Benson. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, great speakers here as well. Tyler Smith, Randy Chevrier. Ooh. Looking forward to that. I got a couple of interviews uh, booked uh, for right after the show that I'll have to do uh, for our intermission too. Looking forward to it. It's always a fun time. That'll be awesome. Again, 11 a.m. You can listen to the call right here with uh, Brad Curl, Jeff Hollick, and Matt Rose on Sportsnet 960. The fan. They'll scrape the ice following that one and get ready for the Calgary Wranglers to play this evening. Play their first of two against the Henderson Silver Knights. 
Uh, Wranglers, the best team in the AHL, six points clear of Coachella Valley. One up on the Toronto Marlies for best record in the entire AHL. Not many home games left for the Wranglers before the postseason, including tonight, just eight home games left. And I believe, what, it's this one Thursday. They have six of them in March, and then it's six road games in April, yeah. and then it's the Plops. And yeah. they should be going. Yeah, I would hope. I don't think they've got the X by their name just yet. Not quite. But they're getting closer. I think it uh, could be a good, uh, maybe sweet to see, have a good weekend here. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it takes. I have to break down the AHL standings. But we'll, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it would be pretty stunning collapse <laughs> if they were if they were to miss. Like, uh, Dustin um, Wolf, we're going to call you up. Yo, we're going to call up Matthew Pitt. We're just going to call up all these guys. You guys have nothing. Like, who plays in Henderson? Because, like, have the Golden Knights ever had a prospect well, that this they is haven't the first, traded? This is the second year of their farm team. So this is their they're building the pool, right? So they like they were shared with they were with Chicago, I think. Yeah, and, and they, now they've they shared with Carolina. Yeah, well they've always had a farm team, but they just yeah. haven't had like their own. the guys. Yeah. Now they've got this farm team and it's like, okay, who's who plays for you? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know any I don't of even know who the Vegas top prospect is. Hmm. Cody Glass Anyways, still there? Nope. 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 nope he's gone. Um, I believe he was on the top line for Nashville yesterday. Oh, look at that. Shoot. <laughs> uh, so let's go to baseball here. Uh, Blue Jays held their uh, first full team workout yesterday at spring training as it's in full swing now. Jays open their spring slate Saturday morning, taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll visit with the radio voice of the Jays, Ben Wagner, coming up at 8. Uh, manager John Schneider with some nice words after day one of camp. Yeah, it looked like Bo didn't miss a beat on a couple swings I saw. Um, really encouraged what you say and his stuff and his two innings, you know, in the zone, um, making good pitches, kind of getting better as he went on. That was encouraging to see him repeat kind of the new arm action, if you want to call it that, just a little bit of a different delivery. I thought he was great. Um, catchers kind of working through the, the pitch clock, too, I thought was really good. And, you know, the energy this morning was, was good as well. Yeah, some nice words for Yusei Kikuchi as well. For one, he's much more comfortable, I think, just with his environment and his teammates, um, and I think with the work that he did in the offseason. So you definitely see a guy that's a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more comfortable and confident with what he's doing right now, for sure. Man, if the Jays mm. can get him going, he can be your five and that solid five, not ask him to you know light up the world, you know, get yourself around a 500 record. Jays' rotation might be one of the best in the American League. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see oh, it. Of course, I know. <laughs> it's day it's day one of full team workout. Yeah. I get it. We just want something good to happen with Yusei Kikuchi. And who knows, the new delivery that, that Schneider mentioned. And we'll see how he works with the pitch clock. A lot of these guys, I'm really interested to see how, how they work with the pitch clock. I don't know if you saw it, but there was this video floating around on the weekend on Twitter. Somebody retweeted it, but it was showed... Um, they overlaid. It was a game for 2019. It was Zach Greinke of the Diamondbacks going up against Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves. Sure. Their entire sequence from the time Greinke actually threw the ball to where Albies hit it was two minutes and 19 seconds. They overlaid the 2019 running of the Kentucky Derby underneath <laughs> the Greinke Albies whatever that was. The Derby finished when Albies hit the ball. Really? Yeah. Because so, so they're trying to speed it up. So they're, they're trying to avoid situations like that. That ain't gonna happen anymore. Yeah. And like literally the commentators just long. talking. We went we thought that was normal. For how long we thought oh, this is baseball. And that's like, wow, that sucked. 
<laughs> I'm I'm intrigued to see how much time this actually shaves off of games. I think that well, you have to go look in the minors. How much are they going to get down? Like, are they going to be two and a half hours? Under, I think they're going to be around around under three hours. Because they should be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want no games going to three thirty. No. Another dude. Thing, yeah. Like, one time I had to do a Jays game like five six years ago that went eighteen innings. Yeah. I was here for seven hours doing a Jays game. Who's listening? <laughs> At, that, At that point, yeah, I don't know. I got stuff to do, man. <laughs> like, and it, like, was it the Canada Day game? I don't remember against what Cleveland game it was. a few years I think ago. It was. it was like nineteen innings. Yes, it was stupid. I think it was Cleveland. Yeah, it's twenty sixteen. I think it was. Yeah, anyway, Jay- that would check out. That timeline makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> I would have been opping yeah. Jays games in twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was for J- sure. Jays and Cleveland. Yeah, Canada Day game. Never forget. Uh, if uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Jays and Pirates first game of the spring goes eleven a.m. You can listen to it right here on Sportsnet nine sixty on Saturday. Uh, to golf, EA Sports. They unveiled the first thirty courses for the newest foray into the video game golf world. Oh, Nino with EA Sports PGA Tour. Uh, photo, uh, they've done the, the scanning of all these courses with uh-huh. drones, LiDAR technology with the helicopter flights. Oh. The survey grade GPS was used to create photorealistic courses with pinpoint accuracy. Some of the courses are even exact down to the to the blade of grass. <laughs> the exact blade Whoa. of grass. Okay. Real clubhouses, vegetation, the water, everything. Real clubhouses. Uh, a few of the courses that will be included, this is some of them. There will be more added, but Augusta National, Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, Southern Hills, and yes, the Stadium Green at TPC Sawgrass really? will be involved as well. More courses will be announced at a later date. Game's going to be released on March 24th. I haven't bought... I played a golf game in a long well, I time. I a golf game in a long time. But I guess if you pre-order this one... There's a, like the deluxe version, okay. the whole bunch of stuff included, and Madden 23. Oh. They, they just throw Madden 23 in there for Yeah, them. well, wasn't there a story floating around yesterday that Madden 2024 is make a break for the franchise? Oh, 100%. Yeah, because I think uh, the, the NFL licensing comes up after 2024. So if uh, EA Sports doesn't, you know, really change things up. Because I think the last couple of Madden games, the fans have not been happy. I haven't played a Madden game in a while either. Since they got to the next gens, like the PS5 ones, yeah, they've generally just been the same, just with nice graphics. Hmm. About the same. So well, that's no good. They have to change that up. Uh, the tour uh, continues tomorrow with the Honda Classic at the PGA National in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Three Canadians in the field. Adam Svensson, Michael Gligich, Michael Gligich, Gligich? Gligich and Ben Silverman. Uh, yeah, it's not a great field. Like, Ben Svensson no. is the highest-ranked player in the FedEx Cup rankings because I believe he enters, like, 10th or something like That's that. That's awesome. So shout out be, to him. be favorite. Or, no, that might be Nick Taylor. I'm going to... Mm, now I'm making a fool of myself. <laughs> It's not a great field. No, that that's sure. figured after after the the, the Genesis, which was a, is a big tournament, last the California swing, and I think you know now they move out to the east, they're into Florida. We'll just, you know you got the, the players in a couple weeks as well. But yeah, this is one of those 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 tour stops where the guys you know they don't show up. But well, it's it's you know you got the players a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Um, this is just one where. You know, last weekend's a big one. That's with a the calendar Genesis. casualty. That's that's a schedule casualty. Yeah, and it's why Liv is starting their tour this, this weekend week. yeah. because their field is better than the PGA field. That's that's not a slight. That's just the way the schedule is for. Um, yeah, you could be able to watch it on TV. The Liv this week. 
the yeah, CW I, I coverage. Can we watch it on CW up here? I don't know. I'll I, check. I, I don't went, know. They might block it out. I was up looking here. at it yesterday. There's and, nothing showing up. Well, they're, they're they've got all this stuff. It's like, hey, how to watch live? And I go and I'm like, okay, where to watch? And it's all okay. Here's how you do it in the U.S. and then other global territories. It says coming soon. CW is blocked. I clicked on the website. Keep, we're, okay, so we're keep checking back to find out where you can catch all the action from Live Golf. We're two days away from them starting. I, I no know how I'll watch in it. Canada it was DAZN. Last year you were able to watch Live on And DAZN. you can just watch it on their website and on their YouTube. Yeah. You just stream it. Yeah. And if that's not available, I'm not going out of my way no. to find it. No, so. I don't want to stream Live Golf. But, no. hey, go uh, Range Goats. Go Aces, baby. <laughs> After I did my quiz. I gotta, Rippers. Go, go, Ange, go Range Goats. <laughs> Baba Watson and his huge live golf fan What's child. Pick yeah. driver. <laughs> <laughs> live will let him use the General Lee. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's the morning report. That is the morning report. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. On 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Whew. Oh, had to suppress a sneeze there. Apologies. Good job. Thank you. Great work. Uh, text line is open because the Calgary Flames are down in Arizona to play at the home of the Sun Devils and the Arizona Coyotes are down at Mullet Arena at Arizona State University. So we're wondering if the team has any time to maybe take a little afternoon class, do a little sit-in, what is one thing you would like to see the Calgary Flames learn while they are currently on their little trip to Arizona? Uh, we've got some good ones so far. 960, the Flames need to take power play 101. Talked about that ad nauseum yesterday. Uh... Yeah, the power play was real bad against the Flyers. Sucked a lot of momentum out of the game. And they got scored on right after their power plays twice. Mm -hmm. uh, Wedley, how to beat average teams, 101. Uh, you could do it as an option. I could see that. Uh, today would be one of those average teams, although the Coyotes are red hot with points in nine straight games, 5-0-4 in their last nine games. Um, and then this one from Kyle. Flames should take not sucking when it counts, <laughs> 101. I mean, that's pretty easy. I feel like that's a real niche class. Yeah. And I also feel like, hmm, you'd have to have like a real... Is that a loser mentality to to just show up to that class or sign up? You're like, yeah, I kind of suck when it counts. Like, yeah, like, like you, have to, you have to pretty much admit to yourself that, yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> I need this class to make me not suck. <laughs> that's a bad place to be. Like uh, I, that's that's a that's a that's a laundry list of good of classmates that you could put in there for sure. So fire it in. Uh, your text nine six zero nine six zero. We'll be reading them as we go out throughout or as we continue throughout the morning. Uh, we're going to be talking some Stampeders. Brent Monson's going to join us just after seven thirty. Ben Wagner talking some Blue Jays after eight, and Craig Morgan talking some Coyotes after eight thirty. Oh. That's as we continue on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.